Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Obviously, I'm friends with all, everybody around here. So one of the security people, you give them a badge right in there. Big, oh, yeah. big shot. How about that? Guy was bragging to me one night. He was like, I denied John Cornish getting into Ryderville. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Who cares if he wants to cut the line? Let him in. What the hell? I'm still mad about that eight years later. Like, what are, what are you doing? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome inside the bunker, everybody. Broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on Game Plus Television. It's the RP Show, and I might add that if Game Plus is not available to you, you can always watch on YouTube. And today is the last day that we're broadcasting on Facebook Live. We are taking Facebook to the train station. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. Oh, but my God. I hadn't heard that one yet. We're taking Facebook to the train station right after the show. And then we're going to taco time. To celebrate. To celebrate. I, I like that there was some people, at least early on, you know, the, uh, I don't know, they were getting sentimental. You know, last day on Facebook. Let's have a good finish. Our boy Jug was in there. Are you sentimental at all? I used to be. Now I'm not sentimental at all. I think I'm a pretty sentimental person. But I'm also not going to just hang up on things and, and stick with them just because I'm sentimental about it. I'll have right. a feeling, you know, I'll take a little knee and say a little thank you to Facebook. We wouldn't be on the air without being on them to, with Facebook to start. And the great relationship we had with them. And we're not leaving Facebook completely. I mean, the live show is. We still put great content on Facebook. Yeah. We're taking Facebook to the train station right after today's show. This reminds me of my sponsor, Bob, who you've never met, but he was selling a car. You know the car that Mike Myers drove in... Uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers, that the British little yeah. he had one of those. And he's like, I, I'm having a tough time. He sold it. He's like, I'm having a tough time letting it go. I said, It's a car, Bob. It's a car. It's not gonna miss you. My I could just hear my mom. Oh, Roddy, you mean son of a joking, right? Yeah. People are uh, loving the Taco Time sponsorship, and I'm not quite sure how we're deciding who's got the comment of the day or how that's all going to work. I don't know. I'm just the pretty face here. But Stacy, watching from Access Television World Headquarters, says, I want a crisp meat burrito, too. The ad is working. <laughs> that's the whole idea. It's, it's beef, it's cheese, and it's like deep-fried golden brown. I don't know if it's deep-fried, but it's golden and crispy and like... Oh. I was having a conversation with a friend in Florida the other day about what makes Taco Time the, the leader, the winner. And I said, it's the spice of the ground beef. Because there's a lot of Mexican places out there, but why Taco Time's a winner? And I think they use Old El Paso. That's what I think it is. <laughs> um, Justin Dunk is in the building. And he was just pounding a uh, burrito. And I was said, hey, why don't you get out here for this next segment? And he, but his mouth was full. He's like, oh. <laughs> so he's going to come in in the next one. He's watching in the green room. In the lobby? Yeah, in the lobby. In the lobby. Uh, Darren, <laughs> watching in Salt Lake City, says, can't wait for Yellowstone's premiere on Sunday. Absolutely. See who's getting taken to the train station in the season premiere of season four. 
You know, the guy last, what season was it? The guy that was supposed to go to the train station, and they didn't take him to the train station, and he ends up playing his guitar in a, in a honky-tonk, and uh, Kevin Costner, John Dutton, sees him, and he's like, what? Take him to the train station! And they did. Casey getting soft. Exactly. Casey's getting soft. He's sentimental. For those hockey people, you guys remember Perry Shockey, Perry S. Hockey? Watches our show every day in Lethbridge on Game Plus Television. Uh, hockey coach, now a broadcaster, was a scout for the LA Kings for years. He sent me a picture that he was hanging out with Casey Dutton, Rip, in uh, Whitefish, Montana. I'm like, next time, invite me. A phone call would be nice. Those guys just go hang out up there in those towns, Kalispell and Whitefish. Just to go hang out. I love it. From EGA on YouTube says, Justin Dunk rocks. He's got CFL news galore. I was saying this to uh, Moose the other day, or was it this morning? I'm very interested to see what Justin Dunk brings for CFL news right now because in the NFL just today or this week, we've got Aaron Rodgers in the COVID situation. We've got OBJ being released by Cleveland. What are the other stories? The injured quarterbacks being out and the... The backup starting. Oh, Tua. I meant to say that. Right. I meant to. So, yeah. Did you hear this one? Tua Tunga Viola, the Miami Dolphins quarterback, is at the podium yesterday. And the media says, how do you feel, Tua, about your owner getting permission to talk to the Houston Texans about the availability of Deshaun Watson? Tua is like, first I heard of it. No. And, of course, this came to me unathletic because I got a notification from Athletic to read the article. So I clicked on it. Boom. Whoa, that happened? And the writer was like, there's no way that Tua couldn't know. This has been in the news that the Dolphins were pursuing Deshaun Watson. I'm like, I don't think you understand. It depends on the player. You can actually shield yourself from that if you really want to. Yeah. And the head, co- uh, head coach of the Dolphins, Brian Flores, said, uh, he goes, part of the job in the NFL is blocking out the noise and the distractions, which it is. I don't think people understand that the CFL is no different. But I'm just, we're just being inundated with all this NFL news, and I'm sitting there going in the CFL. I said to Darren, what are the top stories right now other than playoff races? Because I read the game notes. The Edmonton Elks could still make the playoffs, but as it said in the game notes, it'll take seven different scenarios for them to make the playoffs. <laughs> Still alive. Still alive. So you're saying there's a chance. Tonight's broadcast brought to you by Lloyd Christmas. Uh, Mandy. Oh. Jeff the Stamps fan says, where is the bar in Montana with the mermaids swimming? That, Jeff, is the sip and dip, and it's in Great Falls, Montana, the home of the Dickinson boys and Ryan Leaf. And apparently Charlie Russell uh, in cowboy lore. Really? Yeah. The fact that you had an answer for that, it's one of the, that's one of the great treasures about this show. It really is. It's the Sip and Dip. The sip and Dip. In Great Falls, Montana. We have there's mermaids behind, like actual live girls in mermaid outfits. It's not a strip club. It's a lounge. How do I get that They don't job? make them like they used to. What, you want to be a mermaid? Swimming, yeah, getting paid. Um, Mandy says... it's not inclusive? Uh, Mandy says, I want to see a Duke Williams touchdown tonight. 
Last I saw, he's not playing, right? Isn't he? Dunk will have that news. Dunk will know. Cool. What, what's this? GTD, Clark says. Yeah. Game time de- uh, decision. I feel like this is a lot of fun today. Very much. Approved. Jeff. Jeff. The stamp was it Jeff? No, Jeff Cabillas of Winnipeg says, I da- dated a Beth Dutton type once. Never again. Hot but crazy? They can really suck you in. <laughs> uh, what do you got? There were some things that we were going to bring up. You said, make, make sure you bring them up when we're on the air. Oh, we do have NFL predictions. Let's go! LFG. For BetRegal.net, this would be a great weekend. You're less than a week into the Build Your Bank Challenge with BetRegal.net. Sign up, play for free. Clark will put the links up here in a moment. But here you go. These are our NFL picks. Moose is for the weekend. He's been very successful with these, plus Nelson, his prop of the week, our content creator. Over to you, Moose. Yeah, we're having a good year. We're having a good year, winning season, and uh, we're going to keep that rolling. we got some pretty favorable spreads. Uh, The Raiders... On the road against the Giants, the Giants have just had a lot of trouble. Now, eventually, they're going to get it together, and they're going to surprise people. They're going to win some games. They're not going to lose every game the rest of the season. But Vegas, I think, is a team to watch out for. I think they're a team that could creep into the top five and contend in the AFC. So I like Vegas to keep rolling in a a three-and-a-half-point spread. It's easy for me to say, okay, I'm in. Uh, The Chargers, too, just two points over Philly. Now, it's in Philly, which is tough. Um, And the Chargers have been going through a little bit of a weird funk, um, but they still remain um, highly effective passing the football. I like the Chargers on the road with just a two-point spread. And the Cleveland-Cincinnati game, I think there's just too much turmoil in Cincinnati. I think Baker is in a weird spot. And I like Cleveland to cover the spread. I think they need to make a statement this week after a really bad uh, game losing to the Jets. So I like Cleveland, L.A., and Vegas. And Nelson's prop of the week, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. It's over under 268.5 passing yards against Jacksonville. He'll take the over on that, and I probably would too. The Build Your Bank Challenge is live now at BetRegal.net. We encourage all of you viewers to head there. There's a beautiful ad. Who put that together? I like those helmets. Crashing together. Build your bank challenge. And we're putting up two tickets to the Grey Cup in Hamilton in December for the winner of your Build Your Bank Challenge. It's just points. All you got to do, play for free. You get 1,000 points to start with. And at the end of the month, those with the largest amount of points will win two tickets to the Grey Cup for BetRegal.net. It's 11-11. means you should enter that portal of opportunity. Enter now. And you'll have a chance to win. I can guarantee that. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> what else you got, Moose? I'm loading up my sports update here. So you tell me what, you, what is on your mind. You're looking forward to, uh, what is it, week eight in the National Football League? I am. You know, there's, it was a hard week to pick when you look at, at some of the betting odds. Um, I really like Green Bay, too, though, to cover against Kansas City. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't pick it as an official bet um, on this segment, but I'm probably going to take Green Bay to cover a seven and a half point spread on the road in Kansas City. It's a tough place to play, but you know what? Kansas City's defense didn't change. 
And Kansas was favored by, I think, a point and a half leading in. They're saying the quarterback's worth about a touchdown. Your starting quarterback's worth about a touchdown, so now it's a seven-and-a-half-point spread. I like um, Jordan Love to not play and, and, and put up 300 yards or 350 yards and three touchdowns, but I like him to have success against this tough, um, you know, weaker Kansas City defense. So I like Green Bay to cover. I don't know if they'll beat the Chiefs. It's a big game for them, too. Uh, they need to get on a roll and snap out of this funk. But I like Green Bay to cover. And Tennessee's an interesting one in L.A. because, you know, the Rams are loading up, obviously. Uh, Von Miller and Aaron Donald now paired on the same defense. That's going to be tough. No Derrick Henry. But I think Tennessee will be able to compete. I really do. I don't know that they're going to win. So it'll be a tough week. Nice work. Thank you. Have we decided how we're deciding the winner of the yes. Taco Time gift certificates on a daily? Is it daily? It's weekly. Weekly, okay. Um, Starting next week. So literally, your show, you like a comment, award the gift card. You're putting this on me? Just, yeah. No, it's a team. Well, we'll, it's a we'll team. talk about it. Yeah. We'll but it's not something we're going to deliberate on after the show and then award it later and then come back the next day. In the moment, if you like a comment, we'll hand it out. And if we need a commercial break to deliberate on it, then we'll take it. Speaking of the comments, very interesting from Sergeant Pickles. Watching in Seattle, he says, can't wait for Geo's regular season return to Calgary. Is it going to be that big of a deal? He's already been there once in the preseason. It didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Unless I missed it. Uh... Okay, before I go, Tacona really wants to know about these football playoffs. One second. NHL to Houston tweeting us. Oh. Where'd it go? NHL to Houston tweeting us. Here it is. Tillman Fertitta says he wants NHL in Houston, and they got the Toyota Center. I'll never forget we were out for lunch with George Cortez, my football friend buddy. You were there in Houston. Remember, I don't remember the name of the place, but dang it, was it good. Oh, yeah. Steakhouse, right? And I'm like, George, who's the owner of the... Houston Rockets. Remember Tillman Fertitta. The way he said. <laughs> yeah, put his hand. His Tillman Fertitta. He says he wants the NHL in Houston. Well, so do I. Uh, anyways, to Tacona Pali. What do you got? Yeah, I'll give you Canada West. I mean, it's going to be great playoffs uh, coming. Last week of the regular season, Canada West, and there are many scenarios. I just got the email from the conference with like six or seven different playoff scenarios. I'll tell you this. The Saskatchewan Huskies have locked up first place. They're going to host a semifinal. And the other semifinal is either going to be in Winnipeg, Edmonton, or Vancouver. So any one of those three can get into second place. The only other thing we know is that the Regina Rams have been eliminated from the playoffs, and the team on the outside could be any one of the others. I mean, it could be the Calgary Dinos out of the playoffs. They play Saskatchewan this week. They could be Alberta, the Golden Bears, who have had a pretty good year too. So it'll be fun. you got to be watching uh, Canada West TV and uh, check your local cable listings. We'll have the regional broadcast. Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City says, Just wait. The Coyotes are coming. My word, are the Coyotes awful. They are the drunk uncle we don't talk about. They, they, they a, nobody's talking about how bad the Coyotes are or how bad that situation is. We're just not talking about it. That's the sense that I get. It's just 
you know, you will say the drunk uncle. Well, he's just going to show up and sit on that chair, and he's just going to be <laughs> sipping, on, there. sipping on rum and cokes all evening. And that's just a thing that happens. And Bob's your uncle, right? Mm-hmm. That's literally what it feels like with the Coyotes. We're not talking about it because it doesn't surprise anybody. A viewer in Alberta just randomly has texted from the 403 a meme that says, get ripped with a photo of Rip from Yellowstone. I like it. Yeah. In case you missed it, this is the last day on Facebook Live. Every one of our 607 episodes have aired on Facebook Live. After today, no more. We're taking them to the train station. And if I may, that new text line Monday will allow us to put your photos on the air. So that'll be really cool. Moose, we'll see you back for overtime. See you then. Get all your football questions ready. We got a special treat for you. It's your lucky day. Justin Dunk of 3downnation.com and Canada West TV joins us in the bunker next. We're broadcasting from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle on a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. CFL fans rejoice. We have the number one insider here, the Adam Schefter of Canada. I never asked if you like that or not. Do you like that, JD? Are you cool with that? I mean, Adam Schefter's a way bigger personality than I am. (laughs) Pull that mic in. Pull that mic in. I heard Clark was telling me that you were just on Tim and Friends. Was that yesterday? That's right, last night. You're hitting all the big big show. Yeah, man, making the rounds. (laughs) What'd you guys talk about? Well, the main topic I think that was interesting and that's been getting a lot of reads on Three Down Nation is Cody Fajardo talking about why offense is down overall. And actually, I had one of the nerds, and I say this, you know, genuinely. They understand. At Sportsnet, pull the numbers. And I believe it was since 2017, Roddy. The CFL, the average score in a CFL game is down nearly 10 points. Now, obviously, there was the year off there, but the NFL is going the complete opposite way. The NFL Last is night's a great four. example. Yeah. Exactly. 45, 30. That looks like an old school CFL game. I know Jonathan Taylor was doing this thing on the ground, but still, that was a hot topic. And that piece is going off because Fajardo came out and said that he felt like it's because of the year off. To be honest, man, you're pros, right? You know how it is in media. When you show up, you got to perform. I don't want any of this, oh, we were off for a year or it's harder to score in the Canadian field and you got to be more accurate as a quarterback. Now, I like Cody Fajardo, but right now, Roddy, he's the second leading passer, I believe, in terms of average yards per game. He might even be the second leading passer overall, and he's averaging like 250 yards a game. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Like, you know the CFL in the mid-90s, early 2000s. you got to be throwing for 300 or more just to be in the football game. Yeah, I see it now, these 300 yards. They're all making a big deal about Masoli with 300. It's funny you bring that up. I'm like, if you weren't throwing for 300 in the yeah. 90s, you weren't playing. Yeah, <laughs> or you were losing, for sure. <laughs> I, but we can't have this, though. Like, yeah. the, is it a fad or is it a trend? I mean, coming back next year, how do you just snap your fingers and say, well, we're ready? The one thing I heard about this year off, because that's the prevailing thing you keep hearing, that it's because of the year off. People say, we're into week 14 now. Yeah. How long do you need to get back in the groove? Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't think we can keep making excuses, man. And I think a lot of it, too, and I talked about this with Timmy on his show, but it bears repeating, like, a player like Lamar Jackson, right, wins the MVP award 
in the NFL a couple of years ago. But 20 years ago, he would have been in the CFL. Guys like that, a Baker Mayfield, a Russell Wilson, you go on down the list. So I think the athletes that are actually better suited for the bigger field up here in terms of the Americans are sticking in the NFL. And that's why we don't see those guys up here. I'm not saying it would make it a better game, but also I think the other thing that's been an issue is the coaching has turned way more conservative. Like we're seeing Ryan Dinwiddie try to kneel the clock out with right 40 plus seconds left. Now he owned it. But still, we would have never seen that in the old CFL. You'd be throwing the rock around, man. Absolutely. So I don't know what the answer is to that, though. Because it seems like it's going one way here. It does. It really does. Honestly, it almost seems to me a little bit like we're going down the road in baseball, right? Where they're playing all these percentages. The game is all funky now. Maybe I'm just an old school guy or I like the idea of having an ace starter that can go six, seven, eight innings. But now in the CFL, it's become so much about field position, so much about controlling the football. When the CFL is known for that wide open scoring type of game that I don't know how you can necessarily, yeah, you can tweak the rules, but you can't tell the coaches to go back against it because their careers and jobs are on the line, right? They're going to do what they think is best to win. No doubt. John Schmeiser's watching in Kansas City. He says the CFL is missing out big time by not partnering with Three Down and the Rod Peterson show. It's a missed marketing opportunity. By the way, John, I've seen your comments all morning and I apologize that I haven't been able to get to them because they've been good and I appreciate you hanging in for... The CFL wants to know part of Three Down. We they the don't want a lot of part of this either. So <laughs> I don't know why that is, but that's, it is what it is. So the comments are coming in now and i'm going to get to them as many many as i can but david asplin watching in winnipeg says dunkster mm. does trevor harris make it out of winnipeg alive with montreal <laughs> or does he continue to struggle we're talking about canada's game of the week alouettes at blue bombers saturday night what's going to happen he makes it out of winnipeg man and to be honest i really feel like he deserves none of the blame for what happened in edmonton brock sunderland jamie elizondo threw him under the bus roddy that's why they shipped him out of town let's think about this for a minute like let's pull this back they traded trevor harris for an american defensive end antonio simmons who had to be coerced to go to edmonton he didn't want to go play for the Elks. And then Brock Sunderland goes out and trades for Nick Arbuckle, gives up a second-round draft pick for a quarterback, Roddy, who's never been in Jamie Elizondo's system, has no familiarity with Sunderland or anybody else there in the organization. Right? Trevor Harris has at least been there for a couple years, and you think you're going to be better off? So my money tonight is on Harris performing well because the last time he was there – with the Elks, it was just complete disarray. So I'm not saying he's going to go in there and beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because I think Mike O'Shea and Kyle Walters and Wade Miller and everybody there has developed a winning culture. But I think Harris will play well. And we saw a little taste of it when he got in at the end of the game last week. And I think a big factor in that is Kahari Jones and his energy, right? He's an upbeat guy. We see him dancing before the game. We don't see him calling out players like Jamie Elizondo. And to me, that's the issue in Edmonton is the culture. So that's why I think Harris plays better tonight. And calling out coaches as well on the sidelines that say it i mean i then <laughs> yes. fired him the next day so i like jamie but it just i don't know what has gone on in edmonton we're just speaking facts man yeah well it's what we see yeah <laughs> it's right there on the screen in front of us <laughs> um well i gotta say this you see how the cfl fans have come alive yeah, this is crazy yeah i love it <laughs> what about this and i'll get to the questions in a moment but there is this what should I say? There's a growing murmur that Cody Fajardo and Jason Moz aren't seeing eye to eye. Speaking of what I see on the sidelines, they had a bit of a spat in Calgary after the time count violation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you talk about the offense not clicking as much in Saskatchewan. What do you know about that situation? Well, 
what I can tell you is just from people close to it, right? I'm sure you've heard some of the same stuff, but is there with people coming into the year that felt like at some point there was going to be a clash here? Because Fajardo maybe didn't necessarily fit Moss's offense like we saw with Michael Riley or at the time Mike Riley pushing the football down the field. Now, that is no slight against Fajardo whatsoever, but they're different type of quarterbacks, different types of passers. And we've seen it be talked about, and I hate to even use this cliche, but beat a dead horse or continue to talk about it. But the deep balls just haven't been there. Now, part of that's been Shaq Evans, but we necessarily haven't seen it yet from Duke Williams. So I think it's the offense being a little bit of a square peg and Fajardo maybe being that round that you're trying to fit into the hole sort of thing. So I think that's the issue right now with the Riders' offense is that Fajardo really was at his best under Stephen McAdoo, who I think, to be honest, got run out of town unfairly when he was hitting those timing throws, right, when they were using Willie P. So I would like to see the Riders run the rock a little more often. Now, Moss has shown he doesn't really do that, you know, even going back to Edmonton. I'm not going to tell him how to do it because when he was in Ottawa, he had 4,000-yard receivers, and Henry Burris was the MOP in his 40s. So he knows what he's doing on offense. But I think it needs to be tailored a little more to Fajardo. And also, you got to keep him, I think, a little healthier. The offensive line is really the issue, I think, with the team overall. Darren in Salt Lake City says, Does Justin Dunk think the large turnover in first-year CFL players may have to do with the absence of point production? Yeah, it could be a little bit. I mean, there's been some talk around the league that you didn't have that 2020 year where there would have been some emerging stars. Roddy, you know how that works. Every year we see guys burst onto the scene out of nowhere, especially in the most outstanding rookie race. So I think that's part of the reasoning overall. And then some other people will say, well, maybe because some of the veterans came back, they were able to like hang on for another year longer than they maybe would have because they would have been pushed out in 2020 if we would have played. But hey, that's on the CFL. They decided not to play in 2020, and that's one of the things that we talked about in terms of canceling the season that was potentially going to hurt your game. I think point production is one thing. It has hurt the marketing aspect because I'm watching the Ryder game specifically going, who are these guys? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I've referenced it many times. In the game notes going into the first Calgary SAS game, the first of three there, they said 55 players in this game are in their first contract. <laughs> Right. So I talked to a football friend of mine. Did you see that in the game notes? I talked to a guy in the States. I said, what does this, what does this say? He goes, it says the teams have figured out they can win with rookies that are cheaper. Mm-hmm. So the CFL needs to figure out, then what are we really? Are we a developmental league? Which, frankly, I do think they are. Or, or what are we? Don't you think that's a bit of a problem with the CFL right now? They don't know what their identity is? Yeah, I would agree. And you know, I haven't said this anywhere else yet, but there's been some sort of rumblings that you go back a few years and there were some talks between the league down south, the NFL, and the CFL about being a development league. So I get that people put their hands up in the air and say, no, 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 we, we don't want to be thought of as a developmental league. But you got to think of your future. And if you're tied to the shield down there, you know you're going to be alive. Right, NFL Europe was a totally different thing. You're across the pond. But if you were tied to the NFL and there were some smart people talking about it and telling me about it, you know you're going to be there. The NFL is what? A multi-billion dollar business? Like the CFL this year will, you, will lose easily tens of millions of dollars. And that is going to impact the potential of the future. I hate saying it, Roddy, and you've been involved in the league forever, but you got to look at these ways that, you know, I hate saying it, and people out there won't like it, south of the border. The XFL is not going to be a thing for this league. It doesn't not look save like the it, league. yeah. No. Well, that's the thing with the NFL, um, partnering with them. All your problems go away if you partner with them. Instantly. Right. 
But the people in the CFL, and I think I know why they don't want to do it, their jobs become obsolete. That's right. And they <laughs> lose power, and especially at the president's level and the board of governors level, you right. have no say in what would happen. Uh, that's very clear to me why they want nothing to do with the NFL. So, And the other thing, frankly, before we move on to funner topics, is with regards to the attendance issue in the CFL, we are sitting around talking about this amongst the sports figures, guys like Justin and I and mm-hmm. others going, how are they paying the bills? It's a gate-driven league, and the attendance is terrible, and the owners are being forced to dig deeper into their own pockets. That's all. They're just incurring the losses. They are. Period. People out there were wondering, well, how come Hamilton got a Grey Cup so soon? We know the answer to that, Roddy. Because Bob Young, no, he's not going to come out and say it, is helping fund some of these other teams. That's what's going on. So you reward the guy, right? That's exactly what happened with David Braley. He was a silent partner of the Argos for so long, and everybody knows his legacy in owning two teams. So you're rewarding the guy for helping keeping the league afloat. But how long can you do that? Yes. Oh, it's a major recovery effort. Major, major, major. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Huff's been winning with younger, cheaper players for years. <laughs> we know that. They're the Cadillac model of the, of the but, CFL. But that way. They did go out and add Trey Roberson yep. and Reggie Begleton, and Huff got off his wallet to get both those guys there. So he does, yes, develop the younger players, but when he feels like those guys can have an impact he will go out and spend. So I think it's a bit of a balance. It's not always just all younger, cheaper. And Bolivai Mitchell's, your boy, has been there forever. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm tr- I got his jersey on the wall. I saw your... <laughs> I have a Bolivai Mitchell jersey on the wall right there. Uh, from Dan, the Jets fan in Winnipeg. Dunk, what is your predictions for the Grey Cup? Or who will be playing in the Grey Cup? Oh, Dan, the Jets fan, put me on the hot seat, eh? Yeah. Man, it's got to be Winnipeg. And to be honest, at this point, with the way the Ticats are humming... I'm going there. You mentioned Jeremiah Masoli throwing for over 300 yards. <laughs> and it's a big deal because it's 2021 and there's been a lack of points and stuff. I just feel like they're rolling at the right time. And the offensive line in particular has been better for the Ticats. And I would like them to see if they ride Don Jackson, then yeah, Ticats are my pick. DJ. Yeah. Well, as I said, I think it was earlier this week, a Grey Cup rematch between Hamilton and Winnipeg, I think would be the greatest thing for the CFL. Mm-hmm. What a storyline. Because right now, there aren't a lot of stories other than the quarterback carousel. Mm-hmm. What else? What are the big stories? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I mean, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes, right? Who's going to be hired in Ottawa? Who's going to be the general manager? But if you look at what they've done recently, they re-signed Richie Leone, their talented punter, their talented kicker, Lewis Ward, who's from Kingston down the road there. So those are no-brainers. But the fact that Jeremy Snyder, who's the interim GM there, has been allowed to make these moves and that they came out and named Jean-Marc Edme the interim assistant general manager to me showed that, hey, these guys are sort of getting the shot already, right? There's some talk out there that, you know, Jim Barker might be interested in the job, or would you look at some of the other candidates like a Ted Gavaya in Winnipeg, or Danny McManus, or G. Roy Simon in BC? Chris what, Jones. Chris Jones, of course, is going to be talked about, <laughs> right? But the thing is, when you're talking about Chris Jones, is he ain't coming there to not be the head coach, too. Right. And Lapo's going nowhere. And the trick there is that Lapalise is going to have a say on who's hired, and he's going to want to have a say over the roster. He already has. Like, he's cooked this meal, and it's been a disgusting one, to be quite honest, because they're last in the league. He wanted a lot of these players, but he's going to continue to want to have that say. So I think when you're looking at Ottawa, right now, Jeremy Snyder would probably have the inside track because he has a working relationship with Paul Lapalise. And then, honestly, the other major storyline that has everybody buzzing behind the scenes is what's going on at Edmonton. There are people in this league that, for one, cannot believe that the 
board of the EE football team or whatever you want to call them now went out and hired, no disrespect, an American president. Like, how is that going to help your franchise develop business relationships in Canada? And we saw what happened with the name change, Roddy, right? They had to be pushed to the edge of the cliff before they were going to change that name by a Canadian partner. So to me, I just don't understand what's going on in Edmonton. And that's at the board level. Like, hey, it's one thing to continue to pin things on Elizondo and Sunderland and even Chris Press and the president there. But the board has made this decision, right, to bring yeah. this guy in. So I don't want to lay all the blame on him because you need to set your franchise up for success. And you know, you've had him in here a number of times, right? Jim Hobson was great. He was well-known in the area. He had yep. connections. He was well-liked. He knew what to do. But for some reason, Edmonton goes down to the States and pulls a president up. It just didn't make any sense to me. And we get what we get. Yes. One more segment with the Dunkster. We'll be right back. What an absolute CFL extravaganza today on this Flame Tech Football Friday. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. A quick sports update. We do have breaking news on this Friday. Kerry Price is preparing to return to the Montreal Canadiens. That's why we brought him out here on the desk. Habs head coach Dominic Ducharme confirmed Friday morning that the superstar goalie will rejoin the team on Monday. Ducharme said this morning that Price will meet with athletic therapists and develop a plan moving forward. He voluntarily entered the NHL's player assistance program on October 7th. No official reason was given as to why Price was entering the program, but his wife Angela cited mental health in an Instagram post when the news first broke that he would miss the start of the season. And I would ask you, why does it matter? Why does it matter why he went in? The main thing is he'll be back on Monday with the Habs. We wish him all the best. The Western Conference leading Edmonton Oilers welcome the New York Rangers to Rogers Place as part of tonight's NHL play. The Oilers have won three straight games and are off to a scorching start at 8-1. and one. In other NHL play north of the border, Winnipeg hosts Chicago. Vancouver welcomes Nashville. The surging Toronto Raptors look for their sixth win in a row when they host the Cleveland Cavaliers in NBA play. The Raps are back home after a 3-0 roadie. And Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott expects he will play against Denver on Sunday. Prescott coming off a calf injury that kept him out of last week's 2016 victory over Minnesota. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca and Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Order yours today at g2gbars.ca. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Canada's number one football insider, Justin Dunk, is with us from 3downnation.com. We're perusing all the comments here from the viewers. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, Rod, you are absolutely correct. What a great extravaganza today on the show. Mandy, the biggest Edmonton pro football fan that we know here, she says, interesting <laughs> insight by J.D. regarding Edmonton. What was your insight, that it starts at the top? That's yeah. kind of what your insight yeah, is, Yeah, the right? American president, yeah. Yeah. All the stuff behind the scenes. My uh, poll question we came up with today for the show, uh, Justin, I want your take on it for mm -hmm. Capital Automall University Collision Center. Do you believe in sports curses? Because last night on Thursday Night Football, Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter. Uh, and they got to fall to Josh Johnson, who wasn't terrible. 
but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? 57% on Facebook saying no. 59% on Twitter saying yes. And I'm literally somewhere in the middle. I can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's tricky. How do you answer that? I mean, I grew up in Ontario, obviously, so everyone talks about the Maple Leafs. And I do think around that team there is a curse. So for the Leafs, they have their own curse. But everything else, I'm kind of with you. I think it just takes its course and it is what it is. That's fantastic. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I used to say, as you well know, for years as the voice of the writers, I said, God's a writer fan. And Mike McCullough, the Hall of Fame, soon-to-be Hall of Fame linebacker for the Rough Riders, said he wasn't in the 2009 Grey Cup. Not that day. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Mike. And Mike will also say... And he's also my financial advisor. Don't ever let it be said that a football game doesn't come down to one play. Again, exhibit a 2009 Grey Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're a football guy. You believe that? It can come down to one does. play? Holy man, yeah. You can pick them out. Most yeah. games, yeah. Hey, you don't just cover the CFL, of course. You cover all of football. And, uh, but also Canadians in the National Football League and the NCAA. Please tell me. Chase Claypool going through a sophomore slump, or what's the deal? Yeah, that's a little bit of a tricky one. I feel like at the start of the year, they wanted to feature Deontay Johnson. They re-signed Juju Smith-Schuster, so they had a lot of dues there. And they drafted Najee Harris, right, who got a lot of touches. So I don't think he's necessarily going through a slump as much as he's become the focal point there in terms of defenses scheming for that offense. Like Chase Claypool is the vertical threat guy, is the jump ball guy for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I still think he's the most special athletic talent on that roster, even with Najee Harris there. So I don't think it's a slump. It's just he's getting schemed up so much. And to be quite honest, Big Ben should have been done. I know they didn't have a succession plan there, but I think that's part of the issue too, is he can't put the football down the field like he even did last year, or they can't hide Claypool, because Claypool surprised some people last year. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, I just don't think Ben is the same guy in terms of processing, getting the ball out, and using a bunch of different targets. So I don't think it's necessarily Claypool because they still love him there. Mike Tomlin raves about the guy because of his blocking, his effort. Heck, he can still go ball out on special teams, but I think in the future, if they get the quarterback situation figured out there, and that's obviously a big question mark, Claypool can be an absolute star. Another one, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, traded by the Kansas City Chiefs to the New York Jets. He might be go down in history as the most famous Canadian to ever play in the NFL. I'm serious. From a humanitarian perspective, for sure. Mm -hmm. Won a Super Bowl as the offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, then takes a year off to be a doctor and battle COVID, and now he's a New York Jet. What do you know about that situation? So to me, I think they're going to embrace that situation. And I say there or his camp because his agent, Sasha Gavami, has been great in terms of marketing, LDT, we'll call him for short, especially in Quebec. Like, you look at Laurent Duvernay-Tardif on Instagram. He has over 200,000 followers. He's an offensive lineman. Yeah, obviously, we know what he's doing off the field, but they've marketed him extremely well. He will go down by the end of his career, I mean, he probably already is, as the most famous player to come out of Quebec and play in the NFL in my mind that's no questions asked and we're just talking about fame we're not maybe necessarily talking about career and honestly you know a lot of people are going to laugh at this when we were talking about curses earlier and how the Jets might be cursed I think the Jets are kind of starting to turn a little bit of a corner here like they're looking a little bit better I'm not sure about Zach Wilson 
I really want to see him. I just like the Bandizi and the swag and his girl and NYC and the bright lights. But Laurent <laughs> Duvernay Tardif will help out that offensive line and he'll also embrace that stage, right? Like, you got to think of all the big talk shows Good Morning America, CBA, like all the ones are there, right? Nate Burleson's on one of them, the former Canadian receiver as well. So he'll embrace that. I think it'll be great for him to continue to push forward his celebrity. But we'll see. The Jets are still far away from being competitive in that division. Justin, you are an absolute jewel and a gem for football on this continent. You're in town to broadcast the game. Just tell the viewers. Yeah, you got it. You got it. So with Darren DuPont, he'll be on the call tomorrow. Key game. Manitoba's got to win to make the playoffs. It'll be on Canada West TV or Saxtel. You can get it there. So I'm curious to see how the Bisons come in. Honestly, for my money, Cal Borsa is worth the price of admission. That dude, I don't know how the Riders didn't draft him, but he's going to be playing in the CFL one day on his bye week. He was talking to Pete Costanza, the Bombers running back, met with him. And they were just talking about life and really developing a relationship. And you know, Roddy, you don't do those kind of things as coaches and waste your time if you don't think the kid is legit. So Borsa coming off his best game last week. And honestly, the Rams should have won that game. There was a weird sequence of events there where the Alberta kicker missed a field goal and <laughs> they somehow recovered it in the end zone mm-hmm. one by one point. So the Rams aren't in playoff contention, but still, this is the last time you're going to see Borsa in a Rams uniform. So I'd get down to Mosaic or watch it on TV. If you're watching Game Plus television right now in Saskatchewan on Sastel Max TV, you'll have the game as well with JD and Darren. All right. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, buddy. Appreciate you, Roddy. The Moose comes back for overtime next and another Taco Time viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. If you ever needed to know why we're so happy in this job and this career, <laughs> Moose, Dunk, and me are all going for taco time after this. Hey, did I ever, did like, you even know that? No, right but I, <laughs> later on, I don't need to. Like... I tell you how great of a day I'm having. It's the greatest day. When I talked about McDavid not being happy, winning and losing is great. Like, we're on the pirate ship. We have wins and losses, right? Yeah. Like, I'm fist pumping. We won, right? Yesterday, we won. We had a yeah. win yesterday. But, like, day in and day out, you just, like, love coming They're wins. Work. That's what keeps you going. Cousin Christina Medicine Hat says, craving a super soft taco and Mexi fries. Yum. I'm having a crisp. Let's go. It is the uh, Taco Time viewer takeover here in overtime. Canadians love local. Go loco. Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries are all sourced in Canada. And I remembered what I wanted to mention to you. Okay. A, we're taking Facebook to the train station. Yeah. Today's the last day that we're on Facebook Live, and I don't even feel bad about it. Uh, but the other one was Taco Time. I didn't tell you that I wrote them. What? Tagged them on Instagram in a story. They wrote me back and said, thanks. And I was going back and forth with Taco Time. And I said, I love you guys. They wrote me back and said, we love you guys. Happy to be part of the team. What do we say? Love conquers all. Mm-hmm. It's just a perfect fit. I feel like we're going to be with Taco Time till the end of eternity. I'm cool so, with that. It's, it's nice when you have sponsors that you genuinely oh, you love. You know what I mean? Which, speaking of, uh, Flame Tech brings you football Fridays. 
locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology, and also the sponsor of our Friday guests, which today are Justin Duncan, Tori Gurley, is Wheaton Kia. You can find them at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst in North Regina. And while I'm on a roll, uh, business of the week. Let's do that right now. If people are wondering how we're allowed to stay on the air for so long and uh, how we are, it's, we got a lot of sponsorship. The MySask 411 Business of the Week is Wilson Brothers Landscaping. Wilson Brothers Landscaping specializes in landscaping, waterscapes, bobcat services, and snow removal for residential and commercial buildings in Regina. Your property can look its best and stay snow-free with help from the Wilson Brothers. Find them at MySask 411 today. And I know exactly how that would work. You download the MySask 411 app. You see it on the screen. I have it on my main favorites here. You would type in landscaping, and you can zero in on just Saskatchewan. You can zero in on your city, and that would come up, Wilson Brothers Landscaping. Oh, boom, Bob's your uncle. Let's go, Wilson Brothers. Phone number will be there. Their website will be there. Their hours will be there. That's what we do, connecting people to businesses, businesses to businesses, and businesses to people with Direct West and the MySAS 411 Business of the Week. It was well done. That was a lot of sponsors right there. Yeah, well done. Um, so what do we got going on? Tonight, for me, probably six hours as much as I can of football watching. I don't think that it helps the, C- the uh, CFL or the Edmonton Elks that the Oilers are home to the New York Rangers. Probably watch that too. Be back and Go forth. Go back and forth? Yeah. I'm just saying it would be nice if these leagues coordinated schedules, but you know they never will. No. It's, well, I don't want to say never, right? Never is a long time. Now, what do you say? Um, at some point, they might have to because we have limited attention. And if you want to have everybody successful, you need to make sure that we're able to get the attention that we need to survive. So the leagues might at one time need to coordinate schedules with each other. We're not even close to that yet, but no. you're going to have a tough time tonight. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, there's no shoveling snow for you. Not anymore. I could not be happier about that. John Schmeiser in Kansas City says, great show, guys. Enjoy the Mexi fries and catch you on YouTube next week. Go Riders. I remember what John Schmeiser's uh, comment was, and I don't know if you guys can find it or not. I don't know how you find the comments as well as you do, but I guess it was 40 years ago today that ABBA... They debuted a song or went to number one with some song 40 years ago today. And John said, Rod, you seem like an ABBA fan. What's your favorite ABBA song? There it is. ABBA released their first new album in 40 years ago today. You look like an ABBA fan. (laughs) Is this on your must-have list? No, but I do love ABBA. I went to an ABBA Christmas special. Really? At the, uh, what was the live dinner theater show? Applause Dinner Theater. Oh, did yeah. you ever go to that? I did not. Wonderful dinner theater. Good. I remember that it was Christmas because it was turkey, stuffing, dressing, mashed potatoes. And then an ABBA Christmas show. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. How about that? And some of these songs, Mama Mia, the movie itself, mm-hmm. Mama Mia, was amazing with an ABBA soundtrack. Uh, Dancing Queen. You're getting me going. Lay all your love on me. I would- like it. What makes somebody look like an ABBA fan? 
I think That's he's right. being facetious. I would hope. Because I would think an ABBA fan would have blue glasses and tie-dye. Ah, yes. Yeah. That ain't me. Saw a twinkle in the eye. Uh, where is Mike Horrigan? He says, taking Facebook. Mike Horrigan watching in Toronto. He says, taking Facebook to the train station. I love this show. Thank you. From Robert Hunt. Last minute, last minute of play in the RP show today. Robert Hunt says, with so many sponsors, the NASCAR of morning sports talk shows. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take How it. about Gee. you? Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Um, I ask you to play. Hey, the comments are getting good. They're getting spicy. Mm-hmm. Dunk, spicy. DuPont, and I will have a conversation. We'll have a decision to make here on the comment of the day for taco time. Oh, yes. And we're going to be shipping out those uh, gift certificates I think starting next week. We're next gonna have, week. We're going to have a new text line. We're airing at 11 a.m. Mount, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Mountain. Always. 11 a.m. Central. Clock's changing on Sunday. So for the Sasky viewers, we'll go to air at 11 on Monday. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. And we'll see you Monday, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus, but not Facebook. What do you think it is, a strip club? For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com.